who sometimes limit themselves or play it too safe. The positive of the situation is that if they have a CEO who is the most experienced, has the most wisdom, uses the best judgment, is well equipped to lead, run, or direct the organization in the normal and abnormal course of events, well, that person should be emulated. The question employees have to decide is, is my CEO really that good? The fact is you need to think like a CEO long before you become one. People who make it to the top act and think like they are number one before they actually become number one. If in your career plans you think you will wait until you are working closer in the chain of command to corporate chiefs before you try to comprehend that world, you will have waited too long. If you conclude that it really doesn't matter if you understand the boss, that all you need to do is your job, you are wrong. And if you reason that thinking like a chief isn't necessary until you hold the title, then you are really off target. You may ask, isn't the CEO's role in power diminishing? Aren't companies turning upside down? putting chiefs on the lowest rung instead of the highest rung of the ladder so they can truly serve their people? And doesn't all this mean the CEO isn't that important anymore? No, definitely not. Not now nor in the future. Every group of any size needs a lead person, someone who takes responsibility for making decisions, guiding teams, selling ideas, managing crisis, and generally conquering a mountain before them. Paths to the top are pretty narrow. There isn't a lot of room. A lead person makes the ascent and others support him. You can be that head person if you want. It is up to you to take the responsibility. How to think like a CEO is divided into two parts. Part 1 will lay out the 22 vital traits that successful chiefs have and how to make them your own. The mystery of why some people make it to the top and some don't when they are all equally competent in the job is revealed to you. No one wants an unknown power presiding over them. If you follow the right path and utilize the right ropes, you'll be the one who reaches the pinnacle of power. This program is intended to make you aware of the 22 vital traits so you can more confidently and quickly acquire those necessary qualities. By having a near-perfect model, you can better evaluate those you work with as well as set your own self-development objectives. Part 2 of How to Think Like a CEO is for moving up. First, you develop the necessary qualities of chiefs then you have to put them into use. This means you want to know what routes other climbers took to get to the top. Succeeding parts lay out what to expect when you make your move from the number two to the number one slot. In my book, Lions Don't Need to Roar, I had researched what successful people do to be memorable, impressive, credible, genuine, trusted, and liked. I interviewed people who had achieved in their field to learn how they set themselves apart from the rest in an effective manner. 
More than 100 people were personally interviewed for my book, including the CEOs from companies such as Avis, Colgate, Arco, Heinz, Adolf Coors, MTV, Time Warner, General Instruments, Pan Am, ESPN, the publisher of Forbes, the editor of the Wall Street Journal, the owner of the Seattle Mariners, and the authors of the mega best-selling books. From the numerous conversations, I found how those people think, act, and interrelate to set themselves apart from others. The research for how to think like a CEO, again, involved interviewing those recognizable names listed above, as well as more than 100 additional CEOs, people who have already made it to the top. It was very interesting conducting my initial survey of what people wanted and needed to know about the CEO of their company. The first reaction from non-chiefs I talked with was, I hadn't really thought about it, particularly to the extent that I could do anything about it. The person on the pinnacle of power in the company was thought to be unreachable, untouchable, unquestioned, unknown. And that top person seldom had any intention of changing that. But when people started thinking about the possibility of getting to know and understand the person in power so they could work better with that positioned being, they got excited. They got empowered. The reaction from CEOs was equally interesting when I told them I was doing research on how to understand the CEOs and other chiefs. It wasn't warmly received by everyone. No one wants to be analyzed, particularly the big boss. He is